In today's show, I am here live on YouTube to answer your questions. Get them ready. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton's here as well. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you to you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And here I am live on this platform, YouTube. You guys are here in the chat. You're going to have questions for me. We're going to do a McDonald's ad read later on if that's something that interests you as well. Um, so we're here. We're here for the next 30 minutes answering questions. What are we waiting for? Let's bang them in right now. Um, Aiden Strom. Is Dylan Brooks a must roster? Well, again, zero context there. Um, in a points league, absolutely. And in a category league, I would add him and just see what happens. Right, This is a guy that's never been a top 140 player in his career. He played really well yesterday, but historically, he's like a 42, 43% guy, which does decrease his overall value. But you add him, People value him a lot. They love him. He's a dog. He's so good. All right. He's not, but he's all right. So you can add him and you can try it and see how it goes. So must roster, probably. I think that's probably the best way of phrasing that. Um, what player from the past would have been the best fantasy player? Joseph, you can see this already. Go to history.basketballmonster.com and you can look up all past seasons. It's Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, David Robertson, Hakeem Olajuwon. They're like some of the best fantasy players of all time. Do you think there's an underlying reason we don't know for Nurkic's low minutes? I'm, I'm going to check with this. Um, not now, obviously, because I'm doing this live, but I will check with my Blazers people about this. Is it Billups' inadequacy, injury concerns, matchups, combination of all these three? I think it is probably Billups' inadequacy. I think it is also... It's not injury, so he's not injured. Um, maybe it's a conditioning thing. I, I don't know. I think it's. I, I think I'm going to lean more towards Billups. I don't think it's a matchup thing necessarily. Yesterday, look, he was in foul trouble. That's part of it, and he was getting cooked at times by Frank Kaminsky. Um, but I think most of the time it's just uh, some poor decision making from uh, from Chauncey. A lot of the time there, that that would be you know, that's to simplify. But I'm going to find out. I, I will uh, ask about that and see what information. Uh, that we can get. All right, let's move on to another question. What else have we got? Is Obi's just running around like a maniac outside? Um, we got here. Mateo Ivanic. Nikola Vucevic is out. Javante Green on center or Bradley Green. Javante Green's starting at power forward. He's really a shooting guard. He will not start at center. I There is no way that they will run... Um, Green at center. I would be stunned if it's anyone that isn't Tony Bradley who's starting at center. There is Marco Simonovic. There is Derek Jones Jr. who can play some small ball center. There is Alizé Johnson. 
But Jones, Johnson, they're more power forwards. I would be stunned if it's not Bradley playing 23-24 minutes. Should I trade Kevin Porter and for who? Udmaster. I don't know for who. And I think it's honestly the worst time to trade him. People hate him at the moment, which is in stark contrast to where we were last season. Um, you're not going to get much value. I think you just have to hold him. If you can get a top 100 guy, you do it, but you're not going to get peak value for him. I am just inclined to hold. Master Fee. Fair. Does John Collins have room to improve or is what we've seen so far the level we should expect from him? He's got plenty of room to improve, but it's just not, I don't think going to happen on this team. He just needs more consistent minutes and usage and McMillan tends to reduce that in the way the offense runs. So while there is plenty of room for him to improve and to get back to being like a top 15 player he was two years ago, on this team, I just don't see how that's going to happen. Um, all right. Who plays first? Jake C says. Kyrie or Ben Simmons? Simmons. I don't know why exactly, but I think it's Simmons. Talked about this yesterday, Ryan Dane, but let's do it again now. Is there any concern for Holmes' low minutes recently? Should I trade him or hold out for now? Again, you know what I'm going to say, guys. When someone is in a slump, it is literally the worst time to trade them. Why would you trade them when they are in the worst part of their um, season? Look back three games ago, Holmes had like 20, 20 and 20 in 35 minutes. Yesterday was disgusting coaching, but he was also, they were getting smashed early. There was another game where they were getting blown out and he saw minutes re reduced. There was another game where he got rejected, not, e not rejected, ejected and the low minutes. There's always context for this shit. So no, you don't trade him when the value is that low because you'll trade him to someone who understands what's going on and get a real bargain. And he'll be better than this. It's not a consistent thing. Siphon Pulse. Is Thad Young a top 100 player if he gets 25 plus minutes a night? Yes. Yes, he is. Will he get 25 plus minutes a night? Probably not. We've seen, look, it's, I don't know what happens in the future, but we've seen it now. Pirtle out, Young's minutes up. And then when Pirtle was playing, Young's minutes were down. Will that be what happens when Jakob returns? I don't know. I would have to, yeah, based on what we've seen so far, I would have to say yes. But there's no guarantee of that. Zane Reese Is Mitchell Robinson a must hold in points leagues? No. Mitchell Robinson probably wasn't even a must draft in points leagues. He is a significantly worse points league player than he is a category league player. So no. In a 12-team um, points league, I would not bother with that. Stratos Kafetsis. How long do we give Isaiah Stewart before we close the breakout window we hoped he would have and start talking about dropping him? You can drop him literally whenever you want. All right. Whenever you want, do it whenever. Doesn't worry me. Um, I would like to see you know, six weeks of action before I'm making definitive statements. I'd like to get an update on Kelly Linux knee injury, to be honest. I don't know if we've actually um, if we've actually heard anything on Kelly at this point, or we've heard no, we haven't heard anything further on his knee injury. I'd like some more info there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not dropping after three and a half weeks of someone who's a locked in starter. Um, Francesco Gentile. What are my expectations for Clay Thompson? Not, not much. Very low. Very low expectations. When he comes back, his minutes will be limited. When he comes back, he'll be resting back-to-backs. And then he's got to figure out a spot in the offense. So my expectations are very low. I would be pretty shocked if he finished as a top 80 per game player. I'd actually be pretty shocked if he finished as a top 100 per game player. I'd be pretty surprised uh, about that personally. Um, but what I'm not surprised about is the fact that this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. 
proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. Whether that's you know, going there after school, grabbing some food, studying with your mates, using their free Wi-Fi, taking your kids there after their sporting achievement, whatever it is, McDonald's has always... Been, you know where it is. You know where McDonald's is in your community. You go and ask little Bobby, he's going to know everything about Maccas. I like my local Maccas. I push the touch screen and I order four cheesies. Little Johnny, Bobby, four cheesies. You're going to be smashing that toilet for a while after that. But we all love McDonald's. We know it. We have great memories of it. So why don't you go to your local McDonald's, refuel, and reconnect? Ba 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 ba. I hit that last note wrong. Ba da ba ba ba. That's better. I'm loving it. Basketball is in full swing. Football season is ready to. Well, not ready to go. It's flying. We were halfway through the football season. Cam Newton back with the Panthers. Wow. All right, so you can place your bets on the Panthers at Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your betting action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile device, sign up, use the promo code Locked On, and get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, or UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay. If you guys do want to hear more about the uh, Vooch situation, why don't you go and check out um, Locked On Bulls? They'll have all that info over there. So check out Locked On Bulls with Matt and Dave, and they'll tell you about what's going on with the Vooch situation. All right, what else have we got going on here? Let's get to some more questions. Um, casual economist, do I write the McDonald's ads or I freestyle? Freestyle. Yeah, some of it's written down. There's some certain points that I've got to say when I do it, but most of it's just, you know, freestyle here. That's me, big freestyler out in the streets. RBN, I've talked about this already, but let's do it again. Tony Bradley's a must roster. Yeah, I think you've got to add him and see where it goes from here. Like if you've got a Drew Eubanks, I'd switch those two out. Um, hmm, That's a good question, Dominic Ferguson. What are the odds a team like the Thunder use their draft picks to trade for Bumba since the Mag- Magic already threw their money at Carter? It's a good question. If I was Sam Presti, and I'm obviously not, I would consider that. I think that there is a decent chance with all the... They can't use every draft pick and have it be successful. Will the Magic accept that? I I don't know. Maybe. They probably would. I'd be inclined to throw a couple of the picks that aren't their own for a guy like Bumba. I think absolutely that is a really, really interesting um, situation that they could uh, find themselves in. Okay, John Carroll, what to do with Mitchell Robinson, trade or just drop? Johnny, this is what I would suggest to you. If you have an idea that if you drop him, he'll automatically be snapped up in your league, then you try to trade. I wouldn't cry about dropping him. Like I don't think that his value is that, that sky high that it's going to come back and burn you. But if you do think he's going to be snapped up, then you can get at least something back in a deal, including him in a two-for-one or something like that. Truly legend, what's your opinion on Tyrese Maxey? It's got um, nice hair. What's my opinion? Like, what are you actually asking me? Let's let's do it this way. I loved Tyrese Maxey in the draft last year. I thought it was a massive steal to get him where he went from Philadelphia. Um, I've liked him as a draft pick in fantasy this year, and I think that you know, he's impressing me. I think he is a starting caliber NBA point guard and will continue to be that and continue to improve and probably has some top 60 fantasy seasons in him. I don't think it'll be this year, but I don't think that it's crazy to think that he can do that. 
He's an absolute must-roster player. Who knows what happens with Simmons? If he comes back, if he's traded, I don't know. But you just got to have him and then figure figure the rest of that out later. All right. Michael A.D. Condi. Michael, is it Aid Condi? Aid Cond? Aid Condi? How do I... Am I mispronounced that? Because I want to make sure I get that right because you've been here all the time. Karis LeVert is out again with a back problem. Are you worried about the severity of this injury? Absolutely, I am. Came back, played, what, five games with the back injury? And now he's missed two in a row with soreness? You have to be worried. A stress fracture in the back is nothing to mess with. And he's obviously missed that time, come back, and it's now a problem again. Not, not ideal. Okay. What's my outlook on Kobe White this season off the bench? I think he might play like 24 minutes. Maybe like a, an, a worse Jordan Clarkson, which probably isn't anything more than a 12-team league streamer. But if White is back and Vooch is out, I could see them starting Kobe White along with Levine and DeRozan. You've got Tony Bradley there as your center. And then Lonzo as well. Just replacing that extra scoring option and having... Um, Lonzo and and Bradley be the defensive type of guys rather than having Green and Bradley both out there. So I think there might be maybe a short term. I wouldn't bet on that because he's coming with the shoulder problem, but there's something to look at there. James L. Lamarcus or Shengun? Lamarcus is obviously outproducing him. It really depends on where you're seeing it and what your league is like and what how you're going, right? In a weekly changes league, in a roto league, I'll take Shengun. Because right, I'll just stash him, and I think the value will come. If I'm in a daily changes league and I desperately need production, Aldridge is our producing Shengun. Now, does Aldridge have a bit more ups- a bit of upside? Yeah, he does. Because he can come to 25 or 26 minutes, which honestly, I think the Nets should do. So it's going to depend, and context is important there. But yeah, immediate production is obviously Aldridge with a bit of upside, where Shengun's got the higher upside but it's going to take longer to get there. Do you value Mobley top 25 in Dynasty? Andrew, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a list in front of me of how I am going to, how my Dynasty ranks look. Top 25 is not high enough. I honestly, if I was doing, and I, I might check this, let me throw a tweet out to Matt Lawson. Um, I would think top 15. Let's just see what he's... Um, let's see if Matt's got anything interesting going on there. That's that's what I would think. Let's have a look. Maybe Matt's got this ranking. I would... Yeah, if I was doing one now, I would... Let's have a look if there's been any updates. No, it's only been updated October 19th. Let's have a look where Mobley was before the breakout. He was His ADP was 33 in a dynasty league before this start to the season. I would be stunned if he is not a top 15 dynasty player. Pretty stunned, to be honest. Do I think PJ Tucker is worth a chance in nine category leagues? It'd have to be a really deep league, to be honest. The guy averages like five points and doesn't do enough in another categories. It'd have to, I know Jimmy Butler's out, but PJ Tucker's not going to be taking on that extra load giggity. Um... Will Bill be top 12 in Yahoo points? I wish I knew Benji fam. I, I can't tell you that with any level of like, I know for sure because I don't. It's impossible for me to know that. Do I think he will be? No, I don't. Last season, I don't think Bill was even top 12 in Yahoo points. And let me just quickly double check that because he's not as good in a points league in terms of ranking versus where he sits in a category league. I think that's well established. Last season in a Yahoo points league, he was 12th. 
He was 13th the year before and 15th the year before that. He's currently 25th. Um, that, actually, you know what? That's an absolute lie because that was category leagues. Got my ranking system wrong. Let's go back to my points league and tell you again. Um, in points league, sorry, last season, he was 17th. 12th year before, 17th year before that. He's 31st now. Uh, no, you do not value him as a top 12 fantasy points guy. Here you go. We got there in the end. JP Lawrence, is consistency more important in roto leagues for non-stars? I feel awful watching a streaky player waste a start. I think that's a really, really good point. And yes, I do believe that's the case because it's it's one of the reasons why, side note, why I hate the sleeper app format because like, you know, oh, it takes more skill to pick which game to use them. It doesn't. It's pure luck. Like, it is absolutely luck. You, you cannot like... People go up and down all the time and there's no rhyme nor reason for it. It's not because they're fired up for a revenge game. It's not because of good defense or bad defense. Weird shit happens all the time. And part of the value of Roto is that those ups and downs and bumps are smoothed over. So yes, consistency, because wasting one of those starts on a guy that puts up two points with two rebounds or something is pretty annoying. So yes, because it's very hard to say, well, I'm going to pick him on the day that he goes bananas. It's really hard to do that, JP Lawrence. So I do like that question. John Smith. Apart from his bad shooting, why is Derek White's usage so low this season? I thought he'd at least be the second option on the Spurs. Yeah, the bad shooting is part of it. And I think part of that is impacted, much like Vooch in Chicago, the poor shooting is impacting his usage because he is being not frightened to shoot, but more hesitant to shoot. I thought he'd have a larger role in terms of usage. I think that when the shot starts going in, that will bump back up a bit. But I think there is a correlation between those two. Um, I've talked about Dylan Brooks already. Tyler, we'll get to some other questions. Um, yeah, Tony Bradley, we talked about that already. What's my take on KPJ points league? I don't know how many more times I could talk about Kevin Porter, but he is an absolute guaranteed must roster player. You have to have him on your roster. You cannot drop him. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I don't give a shit in the end. But yeah, yeah, he's a hold. He will be better than this. He's not as good as the KPJ um, jerk squad thinks that he is. But he's better than this. Guys, Thanksgiving is around the corner. Hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving, getting together with your family. But we know that it's all about food and family. But the food sometimes is so high in calories especially the desserts, a slice of pie, you're talking 300, 400 calories per slice. That's ridiculous. So why don't you bring a new delicious Thanksgiving dessert tra tradition? And that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the healthy dessert alternative. It's a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. Replace your slice of pie with a Built Bar. Your aunties and uncles are going to love you for it. It's also going to get them to shut up as they're just munching down on these things. So you don't have to listen to whatever rants they're talking about. So, Get yourself boxes of Built Bars, whatever flavors you want. There's going to be new ones chucking out all through the month of November. And every month, they're always throwing out special editions. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off a box or boxes, which is preferable, of Built Bar. So Built.com, the promo code is LOCKED15. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and do it with Built Bar. Okay. Let's go to the next bunch of questions. What's Hachimura's end-of-year ranking? Well, as you would well, well aware, boop, boop, I do a... I have a fantasy basketball website where I project players out. It's called basketballmonster.com. And you can check where I project, project those guys. But let's give me a, a spoiler. He's not going to be a top 150 player in category leagues. He won't sniff that. In um, 
points leagues, I think that he can maybe be top 150. Maybe. Again, much like Kevin Porter Jr., he is not as good as you think he is. Or as good as some people think he is, maybe more. Is Built Bar actually good? Reese. I'm not doing the ad now. They're, they're delicious. I'm telling you now. They are delicious. And I'm, it annoys me that I can't get them just shipped directly here. I have to go through intermediaries in the US to get buy them, send them to someone's house, and then they post them to me. So I've got to pay double shipping to get them. But I've actually done it because they're that good. They are really, really good. Does Jordan Clarkson have any upside? It's that's a very question that I, a question that I don't really know how to answer. Sure, but no. If Conley's out, if Mitchell's out, we see the minutes and usage go up, and that makes him a must roster guy. When everyone plays, he's like a 24, 25 minute guy with streaky shooting and no rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. So it makes his category league value really low, or low enough to not be a must roster 12 team league guy. Maybe that's is Horford a drop. Ben, are you okay? Why would he be a drop? Did something happen? Did like did he die or something? Well, what are we talking about? Is Horford a drop? Jesus Christ. No. If you didn't get the answer there, the answer is no. Um, can I sing the I'm loving that part of McDonald's with more enthusiasm? No, I don't think so. I think I'm doing it with appropriate enthusiasm. Um, okay. It's a good question. People ask me this often and it's good to this is the, the, the right time to sort of talk about it. hey josh this is from Aaron babakan 2626 hey josh how do you prepare for the recap shows do you watch all the games or watching highlights or checking box scores or what's your method okay so literally it's impossible to watch every second of every game it's impossible i'm not i don't have 30 tvs i don't have that many hours in a day so what my day is right so we go through we do this we have the pre-game show it ends when the first game starts i go down and watch games I have Twitter feeds in front of me so I can see all beat reporters and everyone watching games so I know, you know certain things that are happening. I will pick one game normally to start. I'll watch that for like a half, switch it over to another game and then just switch things back and forth throughout the day depending on what's happening. Games get closed, certain things are happening. I'll switch them on. But I'm also watching the people who are watching the games and seeing their takes, multiple people from every game. So I'll get a, an array of opinions on what's going on. And if something's worth me watching, I go and look. And then we go back and read recaps and watch, read the box scores and get the information in that way. So I can't watch every second of every game. And this is an important point when people say, nah, man, you just got to rely on your eye test. People will say, don't, don't, the analytics is bullshit. You got to rely on the eye test. And you know why that's part of it's bullshit? And I agree that there's, Things that you can see and things that you can look in numbers, all that sort of stuff, it's got to be a combination. But you cannot just rely on the eye test because to rely upon an eye test to judge something, that means you need to watch every second of every player. Because how can you compare otherwise? I just watched a quarter here and I saw this guy play terribly, therefore am I extrapolating that he's terrible? And then to compare him to every other single player, I need to have watched all of their games. How can you do it? It's literally impossible. So you can watch it and go, ooh, he nice. Ooh, what, what a dunk. That's cool. And then you miss the, the three quarters where he goes 0 of 5 on horrendous Russell Westbrook end of shot clock or end of game three-point attempts. And you go, what is this dickhead doing? So it's impossible to watch every second of every player. Something like a synergy or you know, NBA stats where you can see clips of every, every play and every shot attempt is, is useful. But again, you can't do that for every single player, every single game. Nobody has that much time. So that's how I do it. Brian M, do I think Cole Anthony will remain a starter when Fultz returns? I would have, through XL, I would have said no. They'll eventually work Fultz back in. But I'd have to say yes. Like, how, he looks so good. I can't see them making that change. 
maybe internally they just have very different views, but I'd be pretty shocked. Last week I asked you how you keep your skin so nice. This week, how do you keep your beard so schmick? Well, the um, the solution to that, Scott, is I do nothing to it. L- literally nothing. Water. There you go. Line up, man. Hello. JP Lawrence, here we go. I watched Jeremy Grant early season game last year. The eye test implied he was a future superstar, which he obviously is not. But that's the thing. Look, you can catch a guy in a good game. Even if you watched uh, Jeremy Grant's game yesterday, you go, man, he was fantastic against the Rockets. And then you see the other games where it's these weird dribbles into pull-up contested twos, and you go, what are you doing? Like, you look like a fifth offensive option there. It's actually impossible to do that. So if anyone ever wants to come... Um, at me, it was like, oh, you got to use the eye test numbers of bullshit. Like, it's it, it's impossible to actually do that. Shout out to Chris Leenet. Um Martin Ramos. Martin, hello. How's your competitive fervor? Do I feel like you're the best fantasy analyst in the business? That's not for me to decide. And I don't really care if I am or I am not. I do what I do and I try to make it fun and entertaining and informative. So, yeah, I don't um, I don't really care if I am or not. Andrew Santos, I don't know under what context you're talking about, but Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes? Mobley. But I don't know what under what context you are talking about there. Caden Nohara. Do I see Dinwiddie or Derek White finishing higher in a points league? Now, I don't know what your points league is because you haven't told me, but that's fine. I'm just going to make an assumption. Um, Derek White or Spencer Dinwiddie in a points league? I oh, Let's see. I think it's probably going to be Dinwiddie. No, actually, my projections have it as Derek White. Interesting. Um, they're both like well, at the moment, one's 80th, one's uh, Dinwiddie's 80th, White's 87th, and that's with some really poor shooting from White. So uh, yeah, I can see how he would get higher there. Yeah, but it, it's it's relatively. Mike C is Drummond worth holding after Embiid comes back? The only real reason you hold him is that when is for him when Embiid is out. So when he's playing 14, 15 minutes a night, it's not really 12 team worthy. But with Embiid's penchant for sitting out then if you can afford it, you can stash. But in a lot of cases, you really can't. Like daily changes leagues, it's really hard to deal with um, guys that aren't playing. Why do I not recommend trying to win turnovers in category leagues? Harry, that's not what I said at all. All right, that's not what I say about turnovers. What I say about turnovers is the following, is if you include them in you looking at rankings, it skews the rankings tremendously. And it makes you overvalue players who don't do anything. I'm not saying not to go and win turnovers, right? But turnovers are inversely related to uh, usage, which usage is then related to scoring, which is related to three-pointers. And turnovers are also inversely related to assists. So if you're just highly going for guys who don't get turnovers, you will lack in points, you will lack in assists. And you become more variable in percentages because the lower volume you have on percentages, the more variable those categories become. Right, so that's what I say with these things. Like, do you honestly believe... That someone like, let's have a look. If I, if I do rankings based on, um, yeah, with including turnovers at the moment, is that, I'm just, yeah, I'm completely off where I am at the moment. My screen is just screwing up. Yeah, I, I'll get, we'll get back to this in a sec. Um, but I, I don't, I don't look at it and say, don't win turnovers. I just say that if you include turnovers, it skews the value of players so much that you end up making poor ranking, cho- uh, drafting and trade choices based on that. That's that's my point in trying to say that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm just going to have a look now and try and f- 
give you the example that I was trying to, but everything's just running really slow here on my system. All right, I can't actually because my computer's frozen. That's not good. I hope you can still see me. Like, do you believe that Grayson Allen is the 42nd ranked player this season? Would you, he is currently ranked ahead of Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid, Anthony Edwards, like Bradley Beal? Do you think that's an accurate accurate representation of his value? If you because if you include turnovers, that's where he sits. Like, no, that's my point. Especially for players whose best category or second best category is their um, is their uh, turnovers. Like Al Horford's twelfth this season. Valanciunas is seventh if you're including turnovers. I don't think that should be an accurate representation, or I don't think it is an accurate representation of their fantasy. But am I happy about picking Porter at sixteen? Did I did I pick Porter at sixteen? I'm not sure what. Obviously, if I did. He's shithouse. I don't recall ever picking him at 16, but maybe I did. What will happen to Duarte now that Warren will not return till January? Is he going to start? Yeah, Duarte will continue to start. I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't. Um, and then we're going to get ready to end this show. Apparently just got news. Yeah, Kelly Link is out for Friday. We don't have any further update on that though. So where we need we need more information on that one. All right. I reckon that will um, wrap us up here. Thank you to everyone for being a part of the mailbag as usual. I'll be back with a pregame show later on today, before the 30 minutes before the first game tips. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, or for watching. See ya.